Kia ora and welcome to the Stronger Dads Collective podcast, where we aim to help dads be stronger versions of themselves as fathers, people, and in their athletic pursuits. Let's get into today's episode. Right, kia ora team, welcome to this episode of the Stronger Dads Collective podcast. Today I'm joined by Adam Jones, who is a coach at Reactive Training Systems. Um, I believe you've been there since 2021, about yeah, the same time. Yeah. Same time as when I joined. Uh, might have actually been 2020. I mean, I, I'm not too sure. I, early 2021 or late 2020. I, dude, I tell you what, the last few years has been a complete blur. <laughs> like <laughs> in regards to time frame, it's just yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> who would actually know? Um, <laughs> for those of you who aren't aware, Reactive Training Systems is a strength coaching um, group, basically um, founded by Mike Teixeira, who is you know a, an elite powerlifter. He was a world champion. Um, and he founded this company to provide coaching, um, individualized coaching for people, basically. And he was one of the initial coaches that founded online training. So he has a group of coaches that work with him. Um, I was part of that team. And that's where I met Adam a couple of years back. <laughs> We're not too sure on that time frame, but around about end of 2020, start of 2021. Um, Adam's also been coaching since 2013. Um, and prior to his coaching career, he worked in the mining and construction industry. So pretty full on job. And I imagine pretty labor intensive. We, we can probably get a little bit into that, Adam, in your background, because I know that's um, influenced some of your ability to coach and, and understanding those you know demands that people may have outside of their training as well, which is a pretty big part of being a dad and trying to train right. Life is demanding. Um, athletically, he's been powerlifting since 2014. And he's represented internationally both Australia and Singapore at the IPF Worlds in the under 83 kilo category. Um, and he's also coach lifters at these you know, major international events, as well as remotely um, athletes that have traveled to these, these major international events as well. He's got two children. Um, fancy that being the Stronger Dads podcast, I guess, with a couple of children, um, a three year old and an eight month old. So um, a slightly older baby there with the three year old or, or I still call my two and a bit year old a baby. So I'll go with a three year old as a baby and then, a, you know, an eight month old. So right in the throes of that, um, you know, early stage with number two there. So pretty excited to have you on, mate, and pretty excited to chat about, um, you know, what you've got to sort of share with us. So feel free just to jump into your background, man. Um, you can go as far back as you want into childhood. One of the things that I sort of think with that is um, that probably forms a lot of our perceptions of fatherhood as well. It has an impact on what we see as a father figure and how we decide to do our parenting. So, I mean, there may be value going all the way back and talking about childhood, but I'll leave that over to you, mate. If you just want to give us a bit of a, a general background about sort of who you are, where you're from and what you've been doing with yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Hayden. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I'll just go back to my childhood and where I grew up. Like, I was, well, let's go way back when I was born. I was born in Derby, Western Australia. So that's northwest of Western Australia, just off the coast of, oh, just on the coast of Broome, around that area. Um, <clears throat> I was born there. Then uh, we lived on a little island called Coolan Island, which is just off. The coast of Western Australia is a little mining, little mining island, so to speak. It's still, I believe, uh, being mined out of, but nobody's living there now. Uh, so I was there till like I was three or four, then moved to the town that I grew up in, Newman, which is northwest of Western Australia, uh, the Pilbara, and then I spent nearly good. 20 years there so 
uh, did all my schooling. I did apprenticeship in carpentry. Um, I played uh, any sport that I could play because there was little little mining town. There's not much else to do. So <laughs> in the winter, it, it's Aussie rules and soccer. And then in the summer, it's cricket. Um, and then uh, a bit of BMX and stuff like that. Um, so I think that kind of imprinted in me. Did that you have any always... brothers and sisters, Adam? Brothers oh, or sisters, I have, yeah, I have a sister. Yeah. And then my dad got remarried and now I've got two stepsisters, a stepmom. And yeah. um, they've got yeah, a few, uh, quite a few kids as well. Um, yeah. So when I, when I finished school there, I did my apprenticeship, I, I stopped playing Aussie rules because I had a shoulder injury, but then funny enough, I got into boxing and I boxed for a couple of years and then I didn't do anything for, for a year or so after that, just probably just a lot of bro stuff in the gym. Um, and then I moved down, met my wife or now wife, uh, in Perth and, lived in Perth for a good eight years. And then we've been moving around a lot around Australia, uh, around Australia a bit. And then we lived overseas in Singapore and now we're back here. Um, now, How long were you in Singapore for? I was in Singapore for nearly five years. Yeah. So, and what were you doing over there? Was it, um, were you doing coaching when you're over there? Or were you doing construction when you're over there? What was kind of your, the reason, I guess, for being in Singapore? Because it's, you know, a bit different to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before then, we were living in Melbourne. And before we moved to Melbourne, I was working fly and fly out in the mines. And um, I wanted to stop doing that. I spent a good over a decade working in the mining and construction industry. And I wanted to follow my passion in coaching. So I moved over to Melbourne. I did my diploma in fitness. Um, I did a whole bunch of other courses as well. Uh, my wife, the reason why we moved to Melbourne is my wife got transferred there for her work. Yeah. Like originally she started working for her company in Perth and then they moved us to Melbourne and then they've moved us to Singapore. So I've been yeah. following my wife around with her work. Um, when we went to Singapore, I started working more full-time in online yep. as a powerlifting coach, um, a bit in person as well. And yeah, I just, just spent a lot of that time just studying and, and just, you know, working up, uh, my skills as being a coach and also at the same time, uh, training. So, so had well. you had you started the powerlifting coaching and training prior to heading to Singapore then as well, like in, as a, your own sort of interest or competitive interest? Yeah, I I did I did coaching in Melbourne as well. Yeah, um, but most of all my coaching was in person. Yeah, and I did when a you're, lot of when PT. you're in Melbourne. Yeah, in Melbourne, I yeah. did a lot of PT stuff, non non powerlifting coaching as well, yeah. mostly personal training. Um, and I did a bit of personal training back in Perth as well. So it's been, yeah, since 2013, pretty much. And it's something it's that coming I Coming up a decade then. Yeah, something I did <laughs> like on the side working in construction as well. 
because yeah. that's something I was looking to transfer into. So yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you find like the transition? Because those are two quite different, you know, one's really um, hands on, you're doing physical labor with that construction site. And then you're going yeah. into this online remote coaching. How did that kind of change things for you? I, I don't know if this is where we want to go next, but I'm just sort of curious about yeah. that because that's two really different ways of working. Like how did that yeah. kind of impact your lifestyle, I guess? It's a huge contrast between the two. Like going from working 10 to 12 hours on the tools mm. um, and especially working fly and fly out where you were working for four weeks straight with like one day off um, and then going to having this flexible kind of lifestyle as a as a personal trainer with um, like it's not so structured. Yeah. Um, like you, you're managing your clients during the day, but it's like a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the afternoon, a little bit at night kind of thing if in person and then uh with the online it's more flexible like you, you fit that in especially when it comes into a parent like it was more structured when I wasn't a parent um I could <laughs> yeah. I could fit like if I, okay I get up I make my coffee I have my breakfast okay all right reply to clients write programs okay and then go train or, yeah or do whatever I need to do um but now it's we'll get into that in a sec um <laughs> but yeah, it was a qu quite a big, big change. Um, did that did that really positively influence um, your relationship with your wife as well? I'm just thinking in terms of being away for such a long period of time and then being always there. Like that's quite again, that's a big change even for a relationship perspective. Yeah, it was actually quite good because, um, like we've been we've been together for nearly 15 years now. So yeah like since we were early twenties, like 20. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it's qu quite a big difference from being there than not being there than being there. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, it, it, it's, it's kind of like, um, just getting used to each other again. Like you, <laughs> yeah, you're, getting, yeah. you're getting, you're getting like, you put things in a certain place and she'll put something in a certain place. And then it's just kind of like, and then we come in an agreement where, where <laughs> things should go and what should, what should we do kind of thing. Yeah. So we don't butt heads together. Um, but yeah, no, it was, that's pretty good as well. Like she's, she works a lot of hours with her job as well. So she's fairly busy with her job. Um, mm. But yeah, that's recently changed quite a bit as well. So um, especially the last couple of years yeah 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 i guess the kids would be quite a big big change there yeah um sh should we get into that as well because i'm thinking you said um you have a three-year-old you've recently come back from singapore in the last few years if i remember correctly that was near when you started with rts that you would have come back from singapore to australia um yep. could you just run us through that i guess that um what did your training, I guess, this is probably one of the things that a lot of people have been messaging me about when I've put out these first podcasts is kind of like, I've had a couple of messages from people who are going to be having children soon. Um, yep. And they're, they're kind of like, oh man, how's my training going to work with kids? So I guess if you can outline um, a little bit around what your own training looked like, and maybe even tell us a little bit about some of that competitive history that you had as well, because we haven't really gone there. We've gone more into the work side, but what did that kind of, that competitive life um, of Adam and the sport look like um, 
prior to children and then if you want to carry on and go through um into kids or, or we can carry you know i might interrupt you during that so we'll start with that bit sure yeah sure um yeah i've been competing internationally since 2017 for with powerlifting uh i was i'm one of those guys before kids that i barely miss a session uh, mm. like, unless i'm like really really crook or really injured uh, I will not miss a day. I would not miss a set. Um, I'd get all my work done. Um, my sleep would be really good. Uh, nutrition would be reasonably good as well. And um, so it's it's quite it was quite easy to do with without kids. How many days would um, you have been doing a week of training prior to four, four days a week? I train four days, four days yeah. a week. Yep. Um, then we had our first son in 20, 2019, end of 2019. So um, we had him, but at the same time, I was getting ready for international meet early in that year as well. Um, like I had big goals to, to hit some some certain numbers over there and wanted to try and have a, a, a nudge at a deadlift record. Um, so I was pushing training pretty hard. That's mm -hmm. with a new baby as well, um, oblivious of how hard it's going to be. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was training. I, I did not make any modifications to my training. I was yeah. trying to fit, fit the training in where I could, but then sleep was heavily impacted and also stress as well, um, trying to be a new dad. Then I got, uh, you know, a couple of blocks into my, my prep then i had a grade three adductor tear and that put me out for a good eight months mm. um so then I, it gave me a good realization that look <laughs> um it's not it's not about like what you could do before but it's what you have what you can do now to mm. to to maintain or to change up your training to yeah. make progress, right? Um, so how I much, actually how, learned... how much had you been sleeping prior to baby? Just out of curiosity, like what sort of hours a night? Because you mentioned that you had your sleep schedule pretty nailed. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd most days eight to nine hours. Eight to nine, then, yeah. You know, a good. I'd, I'd try aim for ten, but yeah, that that was rare. Uh, like I'll have a hit a ten probably once at fortnight or something. Yeah. But, It'd be above eight every night. Every night. Every yeah. Night. So, so that's a pretty significant change to your recovery capability. That would have been had <laughs> after having having baby. Because what 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 sort of I guess um, it's probably hard. I mean, I always say, you know, if, if baby wakes up, well, baby was waking up, and I was going to him, she'd be like, oh, what time did you go into him? And I'm like, I've just stopped looking at my watch these days because I don't really want to know. <laughs> um, you know, like he, he's yeah. a, he's a lot better now, but when he was a bit younger as well, his yeah. sleep was definitely less predictable. Um, and I, I always found initially, you know, like tracking the sleep almost made it worse for me because I knew <laughs> I knew how much I had lost or that I'd been woken up, you know, at one a.m. and four a.m. and been disrupted and there was no deep sleep yeah. or whatever um so what did that kind of look like for you it doesn't have to be a number figure but like what was that sleep change like at the start dude it's like it, it, it's a quite a big change and i can totally relate to all that like it's still like since we're having the second 
second baby, it like I'm lucky to get an eight hour sleep once a fortnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's broken. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to- total hours eight. Yeah. <laughs> total hours, yeah. Yeah, and a row would be um, probably a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So around that stage, when when you have a new baby, or when we had our new babies, both, uh, they're all getting fed every two hours. Mm. So I'll be, I'll be helping my wife with that, um, because both of our babies were preemie. Yeah. So. How early uh, were they, Adam? At one month. One, one month. One month. Yeah. Both one month early. The first one, he was uh, like severely growth restricted, so he came out pretty pretty tiny. So yeah. he was he spent a month in neonates. neonates so was that neonates. was that a Caesar or was that natural birth a month early? Both, both Caesars. Both Caesars. Cause, yeah, because yeah, my wife had complications as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, that kind of changed things in a way, like, Mm. like in regards to feeding and all that sort of stuff, like, um, more hands-on as a team. Mm. So like if my wife would be expressing and I'll bottle feeding, I'll be bottle feeding and then we have to clean the pumps and all that sort of stuff, every feed. And that's it, like every two hours. So they'll be fed every two hours, but you think of fed every two hours, but then you (laughs) add on the washing the bottles, uh, you know, sanitizing them and everything and uh, writing down how, you know, how much pump. So you're getting like a good, an hour sleep in between. between. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. that's that's definitely a challenge in those early stages, but I, I can't remember what time frames we had. It's kind of blanked out almost, I think, in my memory a little bit. Um, yeah. But I do remember that, you know, regularity over the night time, and you're just like, there's you, you can't get an unbroken sleep. Like it just, it doesn't happen if you get two hours in a row. Or you, I remember those first few weeks. It was like, man, if I got two hours in a row, I was like feeling like Superman. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know, and if you got four hours, it was like, who am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember getting like a six-hour sleep uh, it, during those stages, and I'm just like, holy god, that's this is this is really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, a few months ago, I'd be complaining about a six-hour sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and you've come from used to nine hours, and now you're telling telling us that six is you know a miracle. It's like, or, or just feel amazing. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, I think one of those things from that is like you realize sort of how much you can sort of handle from that stress perspective as well. Because if, I, I don't know, people can say, you know, and some people will have kids that sleep a lot better, you know, or a lot longer or from earlier on, whatever it might be. But man, that um, for me, that initial stage, I just kind of realized how well you could do off very little. Um, yeah. And for me, coffees became a really regular thing. But but the big, I mean, we were talking about your training and you're getting injured. I mean, and it's, you're thinking about, well, I'm thinking, man, like all this loss of sleep and Adam's trying to keep this same routine that he had previous where he's trying to do the same length sessions, the same amount of work, all of these things. Yeah. And his sleep's basically gone from, you know, like a, a nine out of 10 quality to probably like a three out of 10 at best, you know, <laughs> um, and yet you're expecting yourself to recover. And I think it's one of those things we can, 
we can kind of like look at it from the outside in and or try and tell ourselves that it is one thing but in reality like as soon as you know I hear you saying I'm trying to keep my same schedule it's like and you probably looking at this with an athlete of yours nowadays you'd be like whoa 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 like this is a massive lifestyle change regardless of how well you think you can continue to do this amount it's kind of like actually we're better to be proactive with this um yeah (laughs) and and your total stress load has gone up so therefore the training load plus that stress load means that you're under a whole lot more systematic stress than you were before um yeah so yeah yeah (laughs) the one thing about that as well is like at that time i felt like i could do it Mm. i felt fine like I was making good, I was still making progress in the gym. So that's the crazy thing. I was still making progress in the gym. Uh, the sleep wasn't impacting my performance as much. But yeah. it, was, it was impacting my recovery. Mm. Like, and um, so I'm like, okay, I, I'm good. I, I can push through this. I'm good. And then it's, then nah. <laughs> uh, you can only, you can only burn the candle from both ends for so long and, and um, things will go. So yeah, that, those lessons taught me for my second. I was, second I was about well. to say that, like, how, how did yeah. you kind of change that approach? Because you've had, I guess, this first baby where you've gone through and you have a little bit more of an understanding going into those first few months, what it's going to actually be like. Um, yeah. So how did, how did you kind of change your approach? Because this is probably going to teach people that are going to have a child. Hey, these are some of the things that you could you could consider. So, yeah, I guess what did it look yeah. like second time versus that first time? Okay, um, so for, for context, I'm a full-time dad as well. So I, I'm a full-time dad and I'm, I'm a coach. Mm. So um, it's all about just juggling life with it, with training. Like, so I kind of look at it, building it from, obviously my kids are first, my kids mm. and family are first, and, you know, how much time do they take up? And then I've got my work, how much time does that take up? And then, um, and then fill in the gaps with, you know, sleep and, Mm. and all that sort of stuff. So how much, you know, how much time I'm going to have left kind of thing. And um, so for me, when we had our firstborn, I, and I was, my adductor got better. I went to training three days a week. Yeah. And that's not completing my weeks (laughs) that are programmed. So this is me coming from, completing everything every set before <laughs> to being like I can't I can't finish it like I need to go home kind of yeah so and it's kind of eats at you but um it's it's something that f- for me that I had to let go that I had to go okay you know don't let perfect get in the way of good enough you know yeah. you're getting you're getting some reps in you're yeah. you're getting some training in and you're getting stronger so just just roll with it yeah like so that made a huge difference so it's just having that flexibility with your training like if you're getting in there are you getting some training done then that's a good that's good that's a Mm. win and what has changed now is that i've got a home gym now yeah so i've got we we bought a house so i put a set up a home gym so previously you were having to leave and travel to gym. to the gym so there was time to and from the gym as well as at the gym yeah 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 now i've got a gym at home uh with two kids um still not getting all my training done <laughs> yeah but i'm training i'm training four days a week now and sometimes i split it up to five six days a week just to try and get some accessories in but my my training session total is less mm. like i can't spend 
two to three hours training, maybe once a week, if I can, uh, you know, juggle it with um, like daycare or, or grandparents or my wife, then I, I'll be able to do, you know, one or two big sessions a week now. But um, the rest of it's kind of like fitting in between the baby's naps, uh, my my toddler, my toddler goes back to daycare next week. So that'll help a lot. Yeah. Um, but is he full yeah. time in daycare or a certain number of no, days a week? No, three days. We're going to start him three days a week. So yeah. he was doing two days a week. So that's just going to give us some extra time as well um, to, you know, to do other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and so he basically, loves it. I guess those, those, one of those things that I'm kind of interested in there is you've, so Adam pre baby number one was four days a week. Um, rigid had to do every single set that was programmed. They were long sessions. Um, Adam post baby or, you know, in prep for baby number two knew that he had to be more flexible. He's made some changes to the training in terms of they're not as big as sessions. They're potentially smaller sessions scattered across the week. You might fit in what you can when you can. Um, yeah. How has that mentally like been approached by you? Because I know for me, that's one of the biggest things is like you, we have this kind of thing in our head and I, I don't know, maybe it's because we're coaches as well. So, yeah, you know, you write something down on paper, you kind of had a reason for doing that. And so therefore when you don't get that done exactly as planned, that is harder to reconcile because yeah. you're like, there was logic and there was reason and, there, there, you know, that I put that there. So how have you kind of managed to, I guess, overcome that mental hurdle? Like, is it a, you just had to, or is there actually some tips or tricks you've used that have sort of, you know, reinforced yourself that actually this is okay? Like, how have you gone about that? So, yeah, good question. It's, so the way I look at it, look at my program, I look at things in priority. So obviously like in powerlifting, squat bench deadlift is my priority exercises. Mm. So that's what I want to get done the most in the week. And then the secondary work and then the SPEs or the, uh, the, you know, uh, supplemental work yeah. in at the end. And if I can get all those in, that's a, that's a major bonus, but um, it's also tracking my progress as well. Like if progress is, and I'm not saying that I need to make progress each week, but if mm. I'm like, if my baseline is climbing over time, yeah, then 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 I'm happy with that, and I know that the next year or two is not going to be the most ideal for training. But if I can just do my best to maintain it all, and then when things get better, then you know things will ramp up. So just mm. to know that it's only temporary. Like yeah. kids are growing, kids are going to be less demanding, or they're more <laughs> demanding in some ways. Uh, I tell you that. Um, but it, it does get easier and it does, you know, once you get your own routine as well. So I think it's important to know that this time now is the most important thing is that you're a new dad mm -hmm. or a new, or you got a new baby. And that's the most important thing. Um, and, and they're going to be little for only so long. So yeah, yeah. You know, make the most of that. But if you can fit in your training and stay healthy as well, yeah, that's that's a bonus. And it it don't don't let perfect get in the way of good enough. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I mean, there's 
what I read another one, you know, consistently good versus occasionally great, you know, like the, the consistently good is going to get you the win. The occasionally great is, is great in theory, but actually you're better just to get some good work in most of the time um, when yeah. you're able. Um, and it's that same sort of philosophy there where it's like, well, actually, as long as I can get in something and I'm, and, and I think the other thing you spoke about there was that you're, you're realizing this is your season at the moment and this is what you're in at the moment and your main objective is not to necessarily you know hit all these lifetime pbs all the time it's to kind of keep tracking steadily or a little bit upwards that you don't lose so much i guess by the time that you actually want to or, or are able to probably is a better way of putting it you know are able to prioritize more and push more in your training whether that you know more time more sleep whatever it might be that allows you to enhance that but you're still like making or hitting pretty good numbers aren't you like where are you at now versus some of your lifetime numbers just so that people are sort of aware of i guess where 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 things are at currently and how you know you say it sounds like you're not doing a whole lot of training but actually you must be working pretty hard because from what i've seen on instagram you're, you're still moving some pretty good numbers yeah yep so um on paper like in regards to competition wise i haven't made a huge, I haven't made huge progress there, which is fine, but I've made a lot of progress in the gym. I just haven't mm. uh, transitioned that onto the platform yet. Um, so I only put a kilo on my total last year, but. Is that lifetime still, kilo onto your total though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Lifetime kilo. So, so still the strongest still, I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In this, um, in, yeah, in this current season, you're still the strongest you've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> strongest I've ever been, um, but not pound for pound. Yeah. Um, I also moved up a weight class just to take that extra stress off from yeah. cutting weight. Um, but I, you know, I hit my goals last year, which I'm I'm really happy with. Um, so I had a few goals of of making the worlds team for this year's worlds IPF worlds for Australia and uh, winning nationals. So I did that. Um, it wasn't easy <laughs> juggling yeah. a new child. Um, but how, how close to your most recent baby was the nationals competition? Um, so October. So he was born in May. May oh, June, so it's right in the first yeah, two months. Five, five yeah. months. Yeah. yeah. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> tough. Tough. Yeah. But, um, I was, you know, I was just going to, I was, just going to do the best I can and see what I could do. And um, like I'm, I'm 36 next month. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to make the best out of these times as well as an yeah. athlete. Um, but I, I made a lot of progress in the gym. I hit a lot mm-hmm. of rep PRs as well. And during this time as well. Yeah. Um, and what we you- did was just, just do you think the lower the, volume is actually potentially beneficial for you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At the moment, yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, if we start throwing more sets and reps in, I start to get really beat. Yeah. But but if we're doing intensity and only a few sets, then I'm fine. Like, I'm not too, mm. too bad. Like, as long as I'm not overshooting, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It, it, you can still make progress during this time. It's just, it's just got to be like, yeah. It sounds like you've, you've changed that. your expectations a bit too. Like you're not absolutely, you're not expecting to be smashing. You know, putting 20, 30 kilos on your total each year. 
you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you're at, still at the level where you probably could put 20 or 30 kilos, you know, you're a pretty good lifter already. That's, you know, 30 kilos on a total in the year would be a pretty good, good outcome. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what you're aiming for though. It's more, you know, more than that, <laughs> especially now you're in the new weight class. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's like, but it's, you know, the lo- I'm playing a long game. Mm. I don't, like, you know, I'm going to still be lifting in my masters as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's another time. key, key <laughs> thing. Eh? It's like, if it was just all about this year, you know, and the results this year, things might look a little bit different for you, but you've kind of got the head screwed on there to know that actually, you know, you've got a season of life now with the children um, being being really young and wanting to make the most of that as well. Um, yeah. And then also, yeah, it's it's a long game, right? You're not intending to just come and be a one-hit wonder and and <laughs> never be seen from again, you know? You're, you're kind of wanting to be around and keep doing this and keep doing a good job of it. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's encouraging as well. Like, ha- like since training at home, my, my son actually sees me training. And yeah. he wants to join in. Like <laughs> it's so cool. Like um, he'd be like, oh, like I'll do a set, and he goes, "Is it my turn now?" <laughs> and, and I got like, you know the, you know the exafly, you yeah. know the exafly set, and it's got an easy, easy curl bar, which is <laughs> super light. So he just throws it on the back, does some squats, and then <laughs> chucks it off, or he do some bench press with it, or some deadlifts. Um, oh, but good. it's like he's so like so interested in it as well. So that's so cool so to get back on track of it like it to play the long game at this is like i want my kids to kind of look up to it as well that you know have this fitness health Mm. journey um and and still continue it in my you know being a dad and um and you know set an example in a way yeah yeah it's part of what you're doing who you are yeah yeah yeah. It's, not, it's not about powerlifting. It's doing like something that you enjoy and and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I th- I think that's a massive point and something that probably a lot of people or or some people that are coming into being dads as well are probably realizing that they need to do something or, or they should be doing something. You know, like health wise, that doing something for your fitness is going to be beneficial. Whether that's something you enjoy, like strength training, or perhaps they might like cardio, whatever it might be. You know, everyone's got yeah. this different thing, but. Mm-hmm. That, that point you mentioned about it's something that you enjoy so it's something that you're you're wanting to do like and you can continue to do and I think that's for people who are looking at getting into you know whatever form of exercise it might be it's actually really important that you choose something that keeps you coming back um yeah. you know if you choose something that you hate you know you you start trying to be a runner but you actually hate running well that's kind of pointless isn't it right it's probably going to last yeah. a few months and you're going to stop unless you develop a love for it but if you hate it, you're probably not going to. Um, yeah. so, so is there something better that you can try? You know, you can keep your conditioning up with some walking your dog or walking with the kids or whatever. And you can, you know, you might find that you enjoy lifting weights or you might find you enjoy CrossFit or what, whatever that mode of exercise might be. It's finding something that works for you and something that you can have that long-term mindset that you're talking about there, that this is something that I'm going to do um, for a long period of time. It's not something I need to <laughs> necessarily be the best in the world at today. Um, yep. but it is something that you can get better at each day still. Um, and I think that's probably a pretty cool thing from your, what you've been saying so far is that, Hey, you're still progressing. Um, you're still making progress. You're just finding a different way to do that given the current constraints. Um, one, one of the things I think I mentioned to you and before this is, um, how, how have you found, and I might even get you to talk about two aspects here because that mining and construction, bit obviously is quite a full on physical job. 
Um, so that has a big impact on time availability for training. And then also kids have a big impact on your ability and your time and when you can do the training as well, you know, so both of those things kind of have an impact. Um, I just wondered, how have you found that having both of those experiences yourself, how has that impacted your ability to coach others that are in similar scenarios? Like, are there some certain key takeaways and things you've learned from that that you may implement daily or whatever with the athletes that you work with? Yeah, uh, I like to, like, start with less, like, Mm. be really conservative when dishing out um, exercises or workouts. And, um, And then we try and work at the minimal and try and build that up to where they're able to consistently um well reasonably consistently uh get their get their training in so Mm. um and that's and that also depends on like you know their goals as well and and that'll kind of lean towards which protocols and uh for those that are listening protocols like what kind of training Mm. type that they'll they'll need to be to make efficiency out of their time um so also just having the conversation with with the athlete as well uh having the conversation of like how much time what's their day what does their day look like yeah like on an average day what's their average day look like like if in the mining they're working 12 hours a day um and they get to the gym after work and the gym is completely packed and they're struggling to find equipment to use and all that sort of stuff. Then it's like, okay, what does the gym look like in the morning? Mm. I know, I know it sounds horrible, but like, what's, you know, what's it look like in the morning? Okay. uh, 4am. Not that there is people in there, but not many and the equipment's more available. Okay. Can we try training at that time? Can we try Mm. going to bed a bit earlier? Like when you finish work, have your dinner, call your wife, go to bed. Mm instead of sitting up watching TV or whatever and then wait and then having, but still having those days during the week where you want to do it. It's not mm. not like you have to train every single day and go to bed at wake up at 4am every morning. But like, if you want to, if your goals are important to you and you can fit in an hour and a half in the morning to do it, um, then um, do that. But yeah, that that's just an example there Yeah, as well. Yeah. But with, with kids, it's you know it's a lot more uh, unpredictable working in construction is like it's you know it sounds hard but it's structured so you can you can build around that but with kids they're growing they're always developing they're leaping um it's unpredictable they're teething (laughs) so it's and they get sick and all that sort of stuff teething at the moment it's 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 spanner into it he's got the two-year-old molars coming through (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like okay stay flexible with it like if you're someone that lives in an apartment but it's hard for you to get to the gym or say if you're a powerlifter and you need powerlifting equipment stuff like that um, if you could make your week look like that you can get to a powerlifting gym at least once a week to use the spec equipment if if that that that's something you need you feel like Mm. you need then do that but like if you can find a 24 hour gym that's close to your home, that's easily accessible and you know, you can get there reasonably quick and mm. easy, then I, I recommend getting a membership there. Don't worry about the equipment too much. Just, you know, 24 hour gym 
close by as uh, at Saviour. I had that for a while, and yeah, it was really good. But also having like equipment at home that's easily available. Like if you're in an apartment, you can have dip bars, you can have adjustable dumbbells, mm. things like that that can be easily stored somewhere. Yeah, that was one of the things I probably found early on was having the 24-hour access was a really key for me um, yeah. because it was a little bit more unpredictable in terms of those bedtimes and all that early on. It was it was a challenge, but if I could shoot five minutes up the road because we were living somewhere different at that stage and I could literally just drive straight to this gym five minutes away, be in the gym and training within 10 minutes of being at home, you know, um, yeah. and that was massively beneficial because I could go in and, you know, get half an hour in, which was something. Um, which to be yep. fair, something is better than nothing. And Absolutely. I think I actually, because that was when I started training powerlifting again for a little bit when I, I did a couple of competitions that year. Um, mm. And I was able to progress and rebuild that squat quite nicely with pretty minimal sessions. You know, everything was between 30 and 45 minutes for most of those sessions. Um, yep. But it meant I was out and back home and it was less than an hour, you know, so I wasn't sort of dumping even more stress on sash you know with having to look after harvey if anything happened during that time um yeah. that was one of the you know that was one of the challenges was she's already having to be the one that can feed him and all those things he wouldn't take a bottle so it was always mum having to be um doing you know all of all of the breastfeeding every time yeah um, which just means it's it's always her right so what can i do get up and make her a milo and that's about it like <laughs> I, I i felt pretty useless during during that phase um one other thing that I sort of thought would be interesting to jump into, Adam, you mentioned that you're a full-time dad, and I just kind of wondered, like, in terms of a parenting perspective, so not necessarily thinking about anything to do with training here, but, yep. like, what are some of those sort of things within your day-to-day -day routine that you're trying to do to prioritise, um, you know, both of the kids? And and I guess I get, you know, what are some of the sort of key priorities to you as a dad? What are some of the things that are sort of important to you in that aspect of life? Okay. Uh, one, of, one of the main things that, I think of each day is that um, you know how like in airplanes they they tell you the you know the safety thing and if we're in case of an emergency you put your oxygen mask first mm. well, the reason why they tell you to put your oxygen mask first is that um, so you, once you put your oxygen mask you can help others you can help your kids and all that sort of stuff but if you don't put that on and you're busy helping other people then and then something happens to you then you're useless so um, I look at that each day that, okay, what's going to put me in the best foot forward each day? Mm -hmm. And that's probably sleep. Sleep is a big key. Um, and, and trying to, the best to get as much sleep as I can or quality sleep as I can to, to focus mm -hmm. through the day and try like to, you know, be in a reasonably good mood. Yeah. So with that, my wife and I, we, <laughs> since we had, our second board, we haven't been sleeping in the same room. Oh, well, yeah. at least for at least six months now, six or seven months. And um, especially when we moved into our new house, that my wife would sleep upstairs. Um, now she's back at work as well. So she's working Monday to Friday. So she'll sleep upstairs. And then I'll sleep downstairs with the boys. Uh, the boys, uh, Max, our eldest son, mm. will sleep in his own room. And then um, I will be in the room with the baby um, and that, then I will uh, feed him during the night. So when my wife, or when it's wake up time, 6 a.m., so I'll 
wake up my wife, my wife will take over the kids in the morning and then I'll try and get an extra couple hours nap. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a big cave that's helped a lot. And then we'll switch on the weekend so I can try and get some <laughs> decent amount of sleep at least. Um, but doesn't always work out, but it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're trying. Um, there's that. Uh, and then once I get up, I've got the boys. So, uh, whatever is on that day typically like my son my eldest son is he's usually got quite a bit going on during the weeks especially not around christmas time christmas period still like school holidays to him so (laughs) um it's just depending on what he has on that day like if he's got uh jimbaroo i take him to jimbaroo once a week which is what's jimbaroo you probably don't have you, it's probably called something different in NZ. Mm. So it's like a, an hour you take your kids there and it's like a, it's like an obstacle course kind of thing. It's got, they change it up every time. They just monkey bars. It's mm. indoor. Um, they roll around and climb through tunnels and stuff. And then they. Is it like a gymnastics this, club that. No, does they're just working it... on sensory stuff. And, oh, yeah. uh, uh, coordination, all that sort of stuff. Like they're. Um, just doing a bunch of things like for example they're like trying to <laughs> pop bubbles with their fingertips yeah um just lear- learning how to yeah just to use their bodies um yeah. so that's that's pretty cool i'm going to be putting our baby in that as well once a week as well so it's an it's pretty cool um so yeah depending on the day is that trying to have some structure around have some structure around the baby sleeping as well like if the baby's sleeping and i've got training that they are fit in my training when the bubs sleep my son will be out my toddler will be out there with me he'll be joining in or he'll be playing basketball riding his bike or something um so is he pretty uh, good when you're like training in the gym at not yeah going near the you know squat rack if you're doing a squat and those sorts of things yeah yeah it's not yeah he's pretty good he's like i i sit sit him down and explain to him he's three now so he's starting to really understand things I explained to him that like, okay, when daddy's got the bar and daddy's got the bar on the back or daddy's doing something with the bar, don't speak to daddy. You stay on the chair. Mm-hmm. Don't get off the chair. Don't say, don't say anything. Don't do anything. And then when I put it back, then it's your turn. Go for it. Yeah. 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 So I'll put, put, oh, I'll put the bar in the rack. Okay. Okay. My turn now. Jump <laughs> off the, jump off the bench or something. And he grab his bar and he'd do yeah. a couple of reps and then he sit down. <laughs> yeah. Or he'll help me clip, clip, clip the bar. Um, I just try and get him involved as much mm. as I can. Just like because he, he doesn't have a nap anymore. Doesn't nap anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> that's a game changer. But <laughs> if he nap, if he naps, he won't sleep till late. So it's yeah, yeah. I rather I rather time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rather push him. I rather push him yeah. during the day. Get him bed too early. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and then the bubble wake up. We'll have lunch together. Mm. Then um whatever chores we have or anything we need to do, we'll get that done and or we'll go to the shops or take the boys to a cafe where there's a cafe down the road that has a big playground as well. And we'll, we'll do that. Um, but we'll just find things to do during the day. Um, mm. Yeah. Sounds like, I mean, to me, that sounds really cool. Like you need to spend so much time with your boys at this age. Like it's uh, something a lot of dads, I guess, don't get to experience. Um, yeah. You know, I, I for one, listening to you, I'm thinking of my my morning this morning with Harvey. We went out to um, 
cloud nine trampoline park here which is you know got foam pits and things and awesome. he's jumping around on the trampoline park and then we went out to you know i had a fluff he, he had a fluffy eye coffee with you know a couple of my friends and he just yeah hung out with us and then we went to the park and I'm like, man, this is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I imagine, you know, doing that every day does get full on as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean it's pretty, pretty special time and they're only this age, you know, for, for such a short space of time. And I already yeah. noticed looking back at pictures of Harvey from like a year ago, you know, how much yeah. different he looks and how much different his capabilities were. Um and I imagine, you know, you'd you'd see that every, you know, every day you kind of don't notice those small changes, but you look back at a video or a picture from a little bit of time ago and you're like, man, everything's changed so much. So I imagine you're kind of soaking, soaking this in this time that you get with the boys while they're little. Yeah, it's what it's wild. Um yeah. our our toddler, he just does not stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's like constant all day. So you're like, okay, yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, and it is, it is special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just soaking it in and then we've got our new baby that he's going to, we're going to go through all that with him and he's, he's already a different baby and, um, mm. they're like just chalk and cheese, the complete opposites. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to, I was going to ask that like selfishly from my own perspective, like, did you find yourself, um, cause we're, you know, we're hoping for number two in the next few years. So it's kind of yeah. like. Did did you find number ones prepared you to an extent for number yeah. two, or did you find that it, you know this difference has almost made you a little bit like oh geez wasn't expecting that? How's yeah. that been for you? Uh, it's been it's, we've actually been really lucky. Like our second baby's he's so chill, um, <laughs> so chill, and um, I a lot of things came back to me as well when he was born. Like I remember mm -hmm. he was born in the hospital and then. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go swaddle him. And there was a nurse in there. And I was like, no, no, I'll do it. I, I swaddled him. And she goes, that's actually a pretty good swaddle. And I'm like, I'm like thanks. I'm like, but it's like, but I did it with the, I did it with the last baby. And she was just surprised that I was able to, able to do it. She, maybe she doesn't know that I have another, uh, yeah. have another baby, but like, um, and also being a full-time dad, like I, I did it all the time. Every time. So yeah. Just like yeah. every time changing and all that sort of stuff. So um it's, it's pretty cool like a lot of things come back to you and it's you know it kind of i think makes the perspective feel like it's easier yeah yeah just because yeah. you're expecting things to be you know you, you know how tough things can be essentially yeah. and you're less anxious in a way like oh, okay yeah. the bub's crying it's not okay it's not an emergency the baby's crying babies do cry okay so <laughs> it's like like you know the difference between the cries like if it's yeah like it's a cry, you know, he's probably hungry. So let's go make a bottle or, or whatever, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it, there's that. It's still like, I'd be lying to say it's easy. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably just more prepared. More prepared. It's different actually. It's different because yeah. you've got a toddler <laughs> as well. Yeah, <laughs> you've got yeah, a toddler yeah. and a baby and the people go, oh, you know, and the, you know, most of the time that the baby's probably easier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I noticed, I noticed that now, <laughs> like when we have people around that have, you know, younger kids and they'll be so chill, just like, you know, sleeping or lying there. And then you, we've got Harvey running around being like, come on, come on, daddy, come outside, sandpit, yeah. hug, you know, all the, you know, 
able to sort of communicate and ask for these things but you kind of find yourself in a way different um way different space and you feel probably busier um but at yeah. the time when you had the first baby you probably thought man this is like i'm constantly monitoring i'm constantly doing all of these yep. different bits and pieces um but yeah the toddler definitely gives you some perspective especially once they can start you know talking to you and telling you what they want and nice. don't want <laughs> it's you get some wild conversations <laughs> it's so funny i'm sure uh, it only gets better with the with the ability to communicate you know between that two and three year old you know like harvey can communicate in short sentences and things but yeah um yeah. i'm sure the comprehension just goes next level um uh, it just sort of gets over the next better. year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. cool man I, I feel like we've covered quite a lot here so i might um get us into these sure. final three questions um yep. unless you've got anything else that you sort of wanted to add on that last little bit of a topic there around the um preparing for number two no no i think yeah i think some of your questions might might cover some stuff anyway so. okay yeah oh man so um unlike sean who he had on episode two um adam's actually received the final three questions before so he's had a chance to prepare um not not that long before though same day so no. i haven't given you too big of an advantage there no. um so so the first one that we had written down there was one key parenting tip or word of advice for new dads and i know we've covered a bunch of different stuff but this is just like a key sort of thing if there's people listening that haven't yet got kids or have a really young baby at the moment what's a key parenting tip or piece of advice that you'd give yeah just don't overcommit. like don't overcommit in in you know, outside parenting life stuff. Don't, you know, lower your expectations. Don't be too hard on yourself. Mm. Like, um, it's, that that's the hardest thing that, that, that I had to overcome as well. Like, I felt like I had to do all these things. I wanted to do all these things, but it was just, it just wasn't possible. There's not enough hours in a day. Mm. So you just have to, like, I had to take some stuff away from my life, which is, fine i still i'm still very grateful that i can still do a lot of it yeah but i you know it's different now that you know you can only do so much so yeah, yeah. that's be cool. too hard on yourself. don't overcommit and um lower your expectations don't be too hard on yourself that's cool i think that's a that's a good piece of advice because yeah a lot of us coming in want you know think everything can sort of remain how it was um yeah and you know for the sake of prioritizing, I think, you know, and, and just availability, that's a good mindset to go in with is just lower the expectations a bit, you know, you can always add more if you're able to. So, yeah. <laughs> um, second one that we've got there, Adam, is the most helpful new habit um, that you've implemented in the last year. By habit, it could be routine, could be, you know, I guess, regular thing that you do, and it doesn't have to be limited to your parenting or training. So a, a new helpful habit within the last year. Okay, um, well, we meant, I mentioned it before with my wife, it's just uh, having a bedtime shifts, having mm -hmm. bedtime shifts like with two kids. Um, with a baby, they, you know, they recommend that you sleep in the same bedroom with them for quite some time. So, um, you know, sleeping separately to your partner, but it's only temporary, but you'll mm -hmm. be able to, you'll be able to get more sleep if you if you organize it and you you're able to you know shift things around like thankfully my wife is still working from home she's still you know working full-time and she's working a lot of hours but we're able to have that flexibility where she can you know take over for a bit mm. and then she'll work a bit later and she can shift things around 
so yeah there's that um because i think just being able to take care of your sleep the best you can is just gonna really really help out um like people in different situations like if if your bub's not taking bottle um and it's taking it straight from mom then it's you know it's not a bad thing that dad can get adequate sleep and you know take care of himself as well because it's no point having two tired drained parents and having you know it's best just having one and another one can kind of provide it's not you know yeah and hopefully take off some of that load during the day where they're able yeah, exactly. to as well um yeah and I, yeah i think what you're saying there is like as much as sleep with a newborn or toddler is not controllable <laughs> it's kind of con yeah. what you're doing is controlling the controllables right you're keeping the pieces yeah. that you can control under your control as much as possible so that you can actually maximize you know the sleep for both you and your partner as as best as you can yeah um, so no it's an, it's an interesting one as well because it is one of those things people kind of think oh different room to your wife that's that's a bit that's weird but it's kind of yeah. like hey as you say this is a season this is a period of time this is us trying to do the best we can so that we can actually both cope and it probably in theory you know in reality probably helps your relationship rather oh. than takes away from it because you're both better slept so you're going to be happier people to be around during the day rather than both tired and grumpy and you know yep. that, that definitely wears you down if you're both sitting there tired and grumpy so i think that's a pretty smart yeah uh, smart shift it's, it's teamwork it's teamwork yeah. work is a yeah. team 100 yeah. percent, man um so then the last one is a podcast or book recommendation. Um, okay. Is there any sort of good books or podcasts that you've had recently? And it could, can be more than one. It doesn't have to only be one. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to cheat a little bit here. Um, <laughs> so there's one I, I I haven't been listening too much, but I have been listening quite a bit like on road trips and with my wife. It's called Parenting Hell. I don't know if you heard mm. of them. It's from Rob nah. Beckett and Josh Whittacombe. They're both comedians uh, from the UK. So um they give a, like a lot of good tips and, and mental health tips, but also um, have a laugh about it as well. So it's always it's always good to hear their, their what they're going through, the some of the things they're going through, and it's they just you know make it funny, even though it's it's challenging um, yeah. and all that. So I think it's just it's always good to have some lightheartedness. Yeah, at, you know, you could feel like the things that when you have a bad day as a parent you could feel like oh you know so isolated about it but then if you listen to other people's experiences as well and they have a, you know have a laugh about it then you, you kind of just see the lighter side about it as well and have a you know have a have a laugh about it um there's an app that we just started we used started using with our second born it's called mm -hmm. huckleberry um, it's paid subscription, but you can, there's a free option as well. And mm. what this app does is track baby sleep, track baby's feeds, um, gives recommendations of like when their sweet spot for sleeping is. Um, and then you can pay for some coaching off it to, to help guide you, to help guide your baby into going to sleeping through the night for example like we're still working on our second born to try and get him to sleep for the night um but yeah it's that's been super helpful and it's also helpful as well to go know that oh how much how much has the baby had to mm. eat today how much has the baby slept today what were they like you know a few days ago because 
when you're a parent, your, your brain is completely scattered. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, being able to have, being able to track it, it's, it's pretty good. And I was a bit standoffish when my wife presented it to me. I was like, oh, another thing to track, another, you know, <laughs> like I'm already tracking my food. I'm already tracking my training. Well, I'm going to track the baby as well. But it's actually, you, you get a habit to it. It's like baby sleep. Okay, uh, press the button, sleep. Yeah. Okay, baby wakes up, uh, it's no longer sleeping. Okay, baby yeah. had a bottle, how much? That's it. Um, mm. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. It's not like my fitness power, oh, what did I eat? How much did I eat? kind of thing you only got bottle or you know yeah. things like that and it's sleep so in the long run it has helped a lot um yeah. just transitioning less less wake up times during the night he still wakes up once or twice during the night but that's pretty good mm-hmm. that's pretty good compared to a few months ago where it's like six five six times a night every two hours you know yeah so yeah cool man cool um, and I guess just to finish us off, was was there anything else that you wanted to add, um, whether that be, you know, other bits of advice or anything or where people can kind of find and follow you or get coaching from you if we've got any people that are interested in, in that powerlifting um, coaching aspect that you're providing as well? Yeah, um, I think we covered a lot today. So, yeah, I if you to find me, I'm adam.rts on Instagram. Um, that's where I'm mostly active. Uh my email is adam at reactive training systems.com. If you want to send me an email, I work for reactive training systems. So uh, yeah, www.reactive training systems.com, or you can just Google reactive training systems, powerlifting, and then you, you'll see um, the coaching options and, and that in on there. Um, feel free to send me a DM. If you want to have a chat about anything, I love just, you know, having a yarn about stuff. And I think it's, I think it's good to have, um you know that access with people that you know it's okay to have a chat or if you're struggling and stuff like that mm. um but yeah yeah uh, to note on that as well like if you it it, it is hard it, it is certainly hard it can be hard and some people can take it it's uh, circumstances are different right mm. and it's not if you feel like you're struggling you know reach out for help there's, there's yeah. plenty of help out there um, cool man oxygen mask 100 <laughs> percent. It's, it's a good analogy you know it's one that we're all yeah. pretty familiar with if we've ever been on an airplane <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so well known um yeah thanks thanks so much for your time adam i really appreciate appreciate you coming on um first international guest thanks, you know, across the ditch so it's been great to have you on and um great to catch up again and have a bit of a yarn so yeah thanks heaps for your time mate um and i wish you all the best going forward as as both those boys grow up it's it's awesome to hear how you're kind of embracing that full-time dad role I'm you know definitely a little bit of envy from my side as well because I know how (laughs) how precious those moments are so keep up the good work man awesome to chat thanks mate thanks for having me thanks for listening to this episode of the stronger dads collective podcast if you gained anything of value please go ahead and share this episode with someone else that you think may benefit from its content also feel free to follow me on instagram at hjp underscore stronger dads That's at HJP underscore strong dads. We'll see you on the next one.